0: We are on Ksubis Samich Omed Aleph, 60a, and we are by the two dots, by the two dots on towards the bottom, uh, the first two dots, and we will now be discussing something that has to do with the laws of Shabbos. We're on a bit of a tangent, uh, this will be probably a shorter class, uh, but we will just discuss what the Gemaret uh, has to say about the laws of Shabbos, and uh, just as a reminder, Ksubis, This entire tractate, this entire Meseth is referred to as Shas Katan. It has lots and lots of different topics, and it essentially it covers many topics which exist throughout Shas, throughout the Torah, all different types of topics. We we jump from one topic to the other topic, and we see this here too on this week's Daf. We jump around from. Uh, the laws of kashrus of kosher in terms of um, the milk from a person and the blood of a person, and we discussed uh, in the last class um, the prohibition to of cannibalism to to eat a person, God forbid. Um, and now we're jumping on to the laws of Shabbos. So just as an introduction to the laws of Shabbos, we know that there are thirty nine different categories of forbidden activity on Shabbos, and it's based off of the different activities that occurred in the Mishkan, in the temple. Um, and uh, what we, the, the first case that we'll be discussing is a case of milking an animal. Milking an animal, getting the milk from an animal. Uh, is that allowed on Shabbos or is that not allowed on Shabbos? It seems pretty clear that that is not allowed on Shabbos without assuming, um, well, let's assume that the animal is not in pain and it's not for somebody else who's in pain. But in your uh, typical case, it's not allowed on Shabbos. Why is it not allowed? Is a big, big question. It's a dispute amongst the earlier commentators, amongst the Rishonim. Why it's not allowed? Uh, perhaps it falls under the category of Disha, the Malacha of Disha, the forbidden activity of Disha, which is uh, to extract liquid from uh, from its original source, from its original source. Now, it might not be Disha. You would think, yeah, that seems pretty like a pretty good answer, uh, but it might not be Disha because that is limited, at least according to um, some of the opinions. Um, in the Gemara, it's limited to uh, things that grow from the ground. So fruits and vegetables is a question whether or not animals have the status of growing from the ground because they eat from the ground, so maybe they have the status of growing from the ground. But that's, according to some, according to some opinions, it's disha extracting liquid from, uh, from its original source. Others say that it is the malacha, the forbidden activity of the 39 of kotzer, of, of cutting from its natural source, from its original source, removing it from its uh, source of nourishment. Um, So perhaps it is codes there. There are also other suggestions as well. It's not so clear what the prohibition is, but there is a prohibition, Okay, assuming uh, that uh, we don't have um, exceptions. We're not discussing exceptions to the rule. Our Gemara will discuss an exception, but there is a prohibition. Now, before we even get on to discuss uh, the next issue, um, however, it's important to note that when it comes to nursing, so that is allowed. That is clearly allowed. It's mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch that this is allowed. Um, why is it allowed? Uh, so at least uh, to nurse directly into uh, to, the, to the baby. That would be allowed. Perhaps it's because that's the normal way of eating. We don't view that as extracting the liquid uh, from its original source. It's, it could be that we define it as the normal way of eating. Um, and perhaps there are other reasons as well. We won't get into it right now. But this is a very big discussion about uh, nursing uh, because maybe there's the, according to Jewish law there could be a difference between nursing directly uh, for the baby or nursing into a cup into a bottle. Would that be allowed on Shabbos or not? That is, that is a, a more uh, difficult scenario to allow that um, but we don't have time to go into all the details of the laws of Shabbos with regards to this area but it's just something important to keep in mind. Now there's another principle called Malachas Mach Shabbos. There's a principle in the Shabbos referred to as Malachas Mach Shabbos, um, which is an idea, it's not It's not found exactly in the Torah in the context of the laws of Shabbos, but it's right next to the laws of Shabbos, and so therefore we were able to derive that it also applies to the laws of Shabbos. But Malachas Mach Shabbos is the idea that in order for something to be forbidden on Shabbos, one of the 39 categories of activity, it has to be uh, done as a purposeful, constructive act, it's not exactly clear how to define it, but it has to be purposeful, constructive, in the in the ideal way to perform that action, um, as opposed to if one didn't have it in mind or one wasn't thinking about it, or if it's destructive. So that wouldn't be a biblical prohibition. It might be a rabbinic prohibition. It wouldn't be a biblical prohibition. In Isra Derisa, our Gemara will discuss doing something kalachiriyad or as a shinoi, different ways to describe it in Hebrew. But essentially, it's doing the action in an abnormal way. Um, and when when one does the one of the 39 forbidden activities in an abnormal way, it's not the normal way to do it, so that reduces it from a biblical obligation down to a rabbinic, uh, a biblical prohibition down to a rabbinic prohibition. Uh, there is a big discussion also that we don't have time to get into, but uh, the truth is, is that this concept is not just limited to Shabbos, to the laws of Shabbos, but it's really found in In many, many different contexts. Um, So, for example, if one were to eat something forbidden, in the abnormal way, if one were to eat something in an abnormal way, so then that too would not be a biblical prohibition. And there are many such examples. So, there's a big discussion. Is this really part of a broader prohibition? Not really limited to Shabbos, uh, which also applies to Shabbos, but not limited to Shabbos. Or maybe by Shabbos, there's an added component because of this concept of malechas Shabbos that it has to be a constructive act in, the, in its ideal form. Maybe there are extra added leniencies that we will have towards Shabbos if it's done in the abnormal way. Either way, uh, the concept of shinoi is that uh, when one does it in the abnormal way, so then it becomes uh, it's reduced to a rabbinic prohibition. Okay, so now based on those two uh, introductory concepts, i.e., one of uh, the fact that uh, milking a cow would be a biblical, biblical prohibition. And number two is that uh, the concept of shinoy, that uh, when one does an action in an abnormal way, it's reduced to a rabbinic prohibition. We can now uh, learn our Gemara. The Gemara says, Tanya, Brisa, Rabbi Marinus Omer. Marina says, Goneach Yonik Shabbos. If a person is ill, a person is ill, we're talking about an adult, not, not a baby. Uh, an adult is ill and he. ...really needs milk. Milk is is what will help him. Um, We're not talking about a case where he's a life-threatening situation. The commentators point this out. It's not a life-threatening situation, but it's probably a a situation where he has pain from his illness... ...and uh, the cure is milk. And he doesn't have milk. So we say that he's allowed to uh, milk directly from the animal. If there's no milk whatsoever and he needs milk, he's allowed to milk directly from the animal. Why? My time, I ask, why is this allowed? Essentially, the reason for this is that uh, this is abnormal. It's not normal to drink milk this way. An adult does not drink milk by uh, milking from a cow directly. It is abnormal. It's not the normal way. And because it's not the normal way, so therefore, this biblical prohibition is reduced to a rabbinic prohibition. Once it's reduced to a rabbinic prohibition, so then there's a concept that tsar in a situation of pain, uh, the rabbis... Said that they will not, uh, they will not have their rabbinic. They would not decree their rabbinic prohibition, so it doesn't apply. Doesn't apply to uh, to this case. Okay, there is also just to point out this concept that it, by a rabbinic prohibition, the rabbis will say that in a, in a situation where there's pain involved, they did not uh, institute uh, a concept of uh, uh, to have a rabbinic prohibition. Uh, how far does this go is really, really heavily debated. Is it every form of pain? What type of pain are we referring to here? Is it any form of pain? Is it a pain where one can't function properly? One, let's say, wouldn't come to the table to eat? Um, one would have to be lying in bed all day? Uh, or what if it's just a small headache? What exactly, How exactly? What are the parameters for pain? Is a big discussion. Some opinions say that because we don't know, therefore we have to be stringent. We, every situation is different. Therefore, if it's not found in the Gemara, therefore we would have to be stringent. Others are more lenient with regards to this, and say that no, we could have some definition of what pain is. Uh, maybe if it causes a person not to function normally, they have to lie down. Um, there, There is, a, there. The, according to others, there is a, a, a specific definition for pain. Either way, in our case, we see that even though milking a cow would be a biblical prohibition, if it's done in the abnormal way, so therefore it becomes permissible. If the, if permissible. Okay, let's just discuss the next case. The next case is um, Amr first Yosef. First, Rabbi Yosef says, "Halacha Rabbi Marinos." We follow this opinion of Rabbi Marinos, which is interesting. The commentators point out the implication is that there are those who argue with him. You would have to know why they would argue with him. What which principle do they argue with? Do they argue with the fact that it's not reduced to a rabbinic prohibition? Is it the fact that this is not doesn't qualify as enough pain? Just an interesting point to mention. Next case, we're just doing a few lines here. Tanya. It's taught in Essentially, we have a, a pipe, a pipe that water is supposed to go through. Um, there's a pipe in the house um, and it gets stuffed with leaves and different things like that. And so if the water doesn't go through, so then it's going to cause significant damage and this uh, one recognizes this on Shabbos. Is there any way to solve the problem? It's going to cause a financial significant financial loss. So the Gemara says that one should... Press down with their leg, with their feet, to get remove these uh, uh, all the the debris and uh, the trees and the leaves. Uh, push down with your foot. You could do that on Shabbos. You don't have to be concerned. Why? My time. Essentially, the similar idea to push down with one's foot is a rabbinic prohibition. Why is it a rabbinic prohibition? Uh, because uh, first of all, why is this, Why would this be pro- prohibited to begin with? Uh, so let's say the reason why it's prohibited to begin with is because it's uh, tikkun mana, it's fixing a utensil, it's completion of utensil, it's not usable, these pipes, uh, beforehand while it's still stuffed. Once you clear it out, so then it becomes permissible to use, um, and therefore, uh, it will be a biblical prohibition, but in this case, it's reduced to a rabbinic prohibition because this is not, not the normal way, it's not the normal way to... Uh, to clear a pipe is not by just uh, stepping down with your feet. That's not the normal way. So it's reduced to rabbinic prohibition and a situation of a financial loss. We are lenient. We say that there is. they didn't institute the rabbinic prohibition in a situation of a financial loss. And so therefore it's allowed. Um, and Rav uh, Yosef says that we follow this position. We follow this position. Okay, just one last point and then we will conclude. This is a shorter, shorter class. Uh, this uh, is relevant. This idea of uh, of of the pipes not working is relevant to let's say a toilet that is stuffed on Shabbos. So are you allowed to clean it, or you're not allowed to clean it. So the general rule, or Moshe Feinstein discusses this, the general rule is um, that if it doesn't require an expert, if it just requires a plunger, so then that's not viewed as really being stuffed. It's not being it's not viewed as not usable. It's easy to it's easy to take care of, and so therefore one can do that on Shabbos. But if it requires An expert requires a professional, so then one cannot do that on Shabbos because that's really fixing the toilet. Okay, we'll conclude here and continue with the Gemara in the next class.